98 FM's Big Breakfast with Rebecca and Brendan. Good morning. Now it is January, the start of a new year and fresh beginnings, all that. Let's face it though, a lot of us are already thinking about where we might travel to this year. Uh, here with some inspiration for your 2023 Holliers is travel editor with the Irish Independent, Paul O'Connor. Paul, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, we're great. Thanks, Paul. Uh, firstly, is January the most popular time of the year for people to book their holidays? Yeah, it's not like you see the queues outside the high street travel agents that you used to a generation or so ago, but it is definitely a time when people turn their thoughts to the summer. And there's no there's no sort of surprise to that, really. It's, it's kind of, it can be a bleak month. You're waiting a long time on the paycheck. It's dark yeah. early. You're just thinking about how you can get away. Unfortunately, a lot of us are broke in January, but a lot of the travel agents these days are offering um, very low deposits, as little as a euro for a holiday in some cases, so that they obviously want to get the business in in January. And others are offering um, payment plans, so you don't have to pay it all in one go. You can spread the payments out over several months. So it can be a good time to book. One other, I suppose, good reason to do it early or do it in January is you get the better pick of what's out there. If you're looking for family rooms Mm. or you're looking for sort of sea view rooms or you want to get uh, good flight times and all that, it's best to get in early. Uh, Now, Paul, I'm, I'm thinking potentially maybe hopefully a Greece trip later on this year. Am I on trend? Have I missed the boat? Where are people heading this year? No, you're on trend. There's a, there's more routes to Greece this year. I think one reason might have been that Greece opened up a little bit earlier and for longer during the pandemic than other countries. But there's a Ryanair and Aer Lingus are both opening up new flights to Kos this year, which is a gorgeous one of the, the Greek islands. The Greek islands are absolutely gorgeous, and people who go to Greece tend to fall for it. Um, so you get a lot of nice repeat business. The weather is gorgeous. The food is great, and they do have. Um, and tour ops like uh, Click and Go or Tui or Sunway and that have a lot of uh, resorts there that also do all-inclusive pricing, which some people like because you can factor in the cost of your meals and control that spend a little bit more. So you're bang on with Greece. Anywhere else that you see becoming very popular this year, Paul? There's new in new routes wise. Uh, there's also two new routes going down to Puglia in Italy. Now you might remember from the the geography days in school. That's the heel of Italy. Oh yeah. And it's it, it's um it's traditionally not one of the sort of the more popular sun holiday destination destinations, but it is definitely coming on radar. Um, also, I don't know if you watched White Lotus, but Sicily is somewhere that people. It's, it's yeah. The program is set in Sicily, <laughs> and people it sparked a lot of interest. Yes. In that island. Um, so people are definitely thinking about that, uh, that as well. But let me tell you, no matter, we could talk all day about new routes and Greece and Italy, but the absolute majority of us are going to go to Spain. Yeah. And, and the reason for that, I suppose, is that Spain, tried and trusted, we've been going for generations. Our parents went there, our grandparents went there, and it's more than one destination. When you think about it, including the Canaries, Mallorca, um, the Costa del Sol, the cities, is just enormous variety in mm. it and lots of access from Ireland. Yeah. Um, Paul, talk to us about activity holidays, people who don't just want to lounge and read a book. Yeah, I think, and coming out of the pandemic, I think we're on an upswing with those as well because a lot of people took on new hobbies. A lot of people thought, when I can travel again, I want to do something memorable. I want to do an experience. I want to do something, you know, that we'll talk about for years. And activities don't have to be climbing Kilimanjaro, although a lot of people are doing that. They can be gentler walking trips, like you say, four or five days on the Camino or even less than that. They can be painting holidays 
or they can be things like people following their sports hobbies. I, I took a, a trip with my son, for example, last September to Monza to watch a Grand Prix because we started watching Formula One during lockdown. And when we were able to travel again, we said, look, let's just do this. And uh, lots of people, the travel agents are telling me, are thinking like that. And those kinds of trips make good Christmas prezies, make good birthday prezies. Or remember, if you if you have, if you got vouchers, like one for all vouchers and that under the tree over the Christmas, you can put those towards the holidays as well. Yeah, that's actually, that's a really good shout. Uh, Paul, I'm getting married this year and I need to plan a honeymoon now. I haven't even gone there yet in my mind, but is there certain destinations that you'd recommend for, for people who are planning their honeymoon this year for a once in a lifetime trip? Where would you go? Oh, that's a great, it's a great question. It's going to depend on you and and your other half. And I think the best way to crack this or get it going is to sit down on a, a weekend night with a bottle of wine and just get out like the iPad or the Atlas and talk about what you want from it. What, what do you want to feel like on the holiday rather than saying we've got to go to Italy or we've got to go to Mexico or whatever? What, like, what do, you, do you want to spend it shopping in a city or do you want to kick back on a beach? Some people, the idea of, of uh, uh, you know, a week in the Maldives where the island is the size of, you know, a housing estate in, in, is, is not ideal. It might be lovely for a day or two. Others want the action of a city. That's why twin centre holidays are so popular with honeymoons where people start with a couple of days in the city or end with a couple of days in the city and then they might go and do a safari um, or they might go and do a beach break after it. So that's, I'm not trying to dodge your question, <laughs> but that, that will depend. And obviously your budget, because if you have a nice big budget that you're sitting on, you can get to East Africa. You might be able to get to the Indian Ocean, to somewhere like Seychelles or the Maldives. Yeah. But if you've less, you can have just as beautiful and just as memorable a holiday on the Greek islands or in somewhere like Italy. Um, the one other tip I'd give you, um, rather than sort of going for two weeks on a four-star, rein it back to 10 days and do a five-star. Find some way to treat yourself or to make it exceptional and make it kind of splurgy within your budget. Do you know what I mean? You'll, you'll just, when you're sitting there in that luxury after the, 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 the panic and, and the, 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 the adrenaline of the wedding, You'll, th- you'll, you'll really thank yourself for doing that. That's brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Paul. I really needed to hear that. Paul O'Connelia, <laughs> travel editor with the Irish Independent. Thank you so much for talking with us on 98FM's Big Breakfast. Thanks, Mill, guys, and safe travels.